ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host tonight, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, and no guests tonight, but I got both of my co-hosts with me, Andrew at Andrew Hall FF, Scott at Scott underscore Sidlow, and guys, the NFL is drunk and I'm loving it. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so we'll just gonna get it right into it because I think this is going to be a long one tonight. So, uh, like, this is going to be a long one, as if every other one isn't a long one. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're, first, we're, we are going to touch a little bit on the news. Uh, I'm sure much to Scott's chagrin, but uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're going to get into this is our find me a trade spectacular episode. We're going to have three leagues. I'm uh, going to find each of us is going to find a trade. So nine trades all together just trades on trades on trades so let's try and run through this new stuff real quick I, I, we're only going to talk about some of the real major things uh, especially uh, after what happened yesterday uh, Tyreek Hill traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins and I, I feel like I need to take this one first uh, because I, I did tweet I was spent a lot of yesterday tweeting out about it um, simply Did because you? I said didn't see anything. Uh, what I thought was a simple fact, which is that, and you can take this in a lot of different directions. This was this trade is so interesting to me because there's so many people affected by it. But the one I was seeing referenced the most was was Jalen Waddle, and I I just tweeted uh, tweeted out, you know, this Tyreek Hill coming to the Dolphins is not bad for Jalen Waddle, and it, it's not people. Stop worrying about Jalen Waddle. If you are a very good player, having another very good player come to, to, to your team to help your offense is not going to kill your production. If, if you're Devontae Parker, it might kill your production. If you're Jalen Waddle, this helps him. It's going to take coverage away, which is which is a bit of an NFL cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason because they have some truth in them. And if you're good, you're going to earn targets. It's going to help him. I threw this out as an example on a separate tweet. Uh, T. Higgins uh, had a 67, I think it was 67, 980 and six rookie season. Then Jamar Chase comes, who's ostensibly the better player, and he increased his uh, catches by seven, went up uh, 100 uh, in yards, had three more targets, and, and had the same amount of touchdowns. And he played two less games. So when a good player comes to your team, it makes your offense better. You get more first downs. You get you get more yardage. Uh, you get more longer Scoring drives. You get more touch. Yeah, yep. more touchdowns for the offense as a whole, which gives you a chance to get more touchdowns. I I just 
at worst, I think this keeps him around the same. Like maybe take a slight dip in in volume. I think he, I looked and he had 140 targets last year. He's probably not going to hit 140 targets. Can he hit 125, 130? I think so. Uh, maybe they pass more because they have two awesome pass catchers. Uh, it's not like they have a great running game either. So, and like I said, at worst, I think it's a lateral thing. I think it even helped me. He also only averaged 9.8 yards a catch. I'll bet you anything he improves on that uh, this coming year uh, with a better offense, With again, with Tyreek pulling coverage and all that stuff. So what, what did you guys think of my, uh, my, my tweet that got a lot of reaction and my, my take here? I'll go first. I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that there is an entirely possible world where – it's it's a 1A, 1B kind of thing where Tyreek gets, you know, I don't know, let's say 100 targets and 1,300 yards and Waddle gets 98 targets and 1,250 yards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, if the, that offense is going to support two wide receiver ones for fantasy. I think that's where it gets a little tricky because we haven't quite seen Tua do it. But to be honest, we hadn't seen Burrow do it either. And he did By the it, way, so. though, since you said that, I just want to chime in real quick. They. Uh, I think there's a world where Waddle has the better fantasy season than Tyreek. Oh, for sure. I think there's actually yeah. a chance that he scores more touchdowns. I yeah, feel like Tyreek's going to get a lot of the looks, and I think that's where I'm saying. Like, he may not have the, as many targets and yards, but he could easily do 10 touchdowns to Tyreek's five and gets the, is the better receiver. I guess my yeah. point, though, is is just for fantasy, there's a lot of a lot of receivers. There's a ton of receivers that can be a wide receiver one in any given week, let alone points per game or end of the season. Um, I think that that's going to be tough. It's not impossible, but it's going to be tough to get them both as wide receiver ones. As a Bengals fan, it's tough for me to say that Chase and Higgins are both going to be wide receiver ones too. It's the same logic. It's just there's only so many places to go with the ball. Um, But again, I I think you said it perfectly. A a rising tide helps all boats, right? If this offense gets better, that helps the offense, which in theory should translate to helping the offensive weapons. So I I don't hate Waddle. I'm trying to trade for him right now. You know, I'm trying to acquire him wherever I can. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think this hurts Tyreek more than it hurts Waddle. And for sure, uh, I I know uh, Scott's probably if, when I throw it to him, gonna chime in with the Tua stinks argument, which I also heard when I when I tweeted this out. But uh, first of all, I don't think Tua stinks. I don't think we've seen peak Tua. Uh, you, you know, he had, they improved the O line. He's you know he's got a better uh, offense around him, and he's got a better coach. So if he doesn't do it this year, then then, then I'll go with Scott that he stinks. But. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins supported two top uh, 12 receivers and, and everybody hates Kirk Cousins, which Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And but the better argument uh, that I threw out there is Jared Goff in, in 2019 uh, supported two top 13 wide receivers in points per game in, in Woods and Cup. And Jared Goff stinks. So yeah, two <laughs> he had a greater sign Goff, right? Yeah. Two is definitely better than Goff, right? Exactly. And and so it can be done. And then maybe they're not top 12. Maybe they're both top 15, top 16. But they're they're both going to be very good, I think. But Scott, any any thoughts, whether it's Waddle or if you want to go, you know, Tyreek, Mahomes, anything? Um, yeah, I mean, if this opens up a buy window for Mahomes or Waddle, then you should be in on that. Take advantage. Um, you know, Mahomes is just one of those quarterbacks. It doesn't really matter. Like, does it help to have Tyreek? Well, obviously, yeah, it does. But you think that they don't have some sort of plan here? I mean, there's there's seriously 642 receivers coming out in this draft class. <laughs> and so they're going to add a couple. And I'm sure they're not done in free agency yet. Or they could make another trade or whatever. They've got tons of draft capital now. Um, yeah, let's they just take a, take a break. Of- 
I was just going to say, I think at the end of the first, I threw out in a chat somewhere, I would love Jamison Williams to the Chiefs at this point. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, I think he's yeah. going to be a hot commodity, even with that injury. But the thing is, people want to react so much all the time. And what do we talk about? Like, you don't need a running back in March. Yeah, well, same thing here. You don't need a full complement of wide receivers in March. Like, we got six months till they're going to play a game. So let's just relax. Let's see what they do. I mean, honestly, this makes perfect sense for them to do it. They have other holes they need to fill. They I lost Tyron Matthew. They lost a pass rusher. Um, they're still rebuilding that O-line. They really haven't hit on a running back. So, I mean, they they have – and you're going to pay a 28-year-old receiver with, you know, off-field issues or they, they, they'd be paying off-field issues. So, they, yeah, this was a great move for the Chiefs from a yeah, football they, standpoint. Exactly. I totally agree with that. They'd be paying what, like 70 some million for, for mm. two players in Mahomes and Tyreek. That's yeah, no, that's, that's, that would have been nuts. Yeah, no, that is a very smart move. And so people can complain all they want fantasy wise. I get it. That's what we're doing here. But, you know, it's, it was the right move. So it's hard to argue with that, you know. Yeah, and uh, Toronto Dave in the chat uh, often tunes in. Thanks, Dave. Uh, it says, I'm struggling gauging Tyreek's value. Someone wants my 103 and Juju at minimum. I couldn't do it. Uh, I assume that was to trade for Tyreek. So, looks like, um, yeah. what do you guys think on that one, Andrew? I mean, I'll, well, okay, so you saw this trade. We talked about it in our host chat where I sent Juju, pretty much Juju for the 106, and I was very happy with that. I was, I was ecstatic to get the 106 for Juju. I felt like that was pretty fair value. I didn't feel like it was a, you know, a fleecing of either side. I feel like that's probably where his value will be. Yeah. I don't know if it's there right now, but I don't know if I want to put much higher than that, I guess. I mean, 103 and Juju, I mean, that's a lot for Tyreek. I mean, so I feel like it's almost like two Jujus for Tyreek. I don't know. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'd, I'd rather have Tyreek. Um, I mean, if this if this was next year's class or had all the hype around last year's class or something, maybe that'd make more sense. But for me, it's even like you know, two two picks for Tyreek just feels light, and I feel like Juju's about a, a first. And so again, it just I feel like Tyreek's the better side there. But it's tricky. I totally get the logic of why that's frustrating. Yeah, I, I think it's close. You, you agree with Andrew Scott? Uh, I mean, I think it, it's going to depend. You know, are you one? receiver away from being the contender i mean you know with that 103 you can add one of the top running backs one of the top receivers a quarterback i mean there's just so much you can do with that 103 so if you feel like juju is just a depth piece for you and you know tyreek's gonna plug into your lineup you know and and then you're if you feel great about all your other positions then I, you could do the trade like i don't think it's uh too much but I mean, I probably wouldn't do it. But then that just comes down to, you know, me not believing in Tua. So I mean, that that's that's where it's gonna gonna come back to for well, me. Okay, so I didn't do the trade, but I could understand if you did. It's not a bad value. No, I think that's kind of where we're at with this. Is that it, I don't think it's a bad trade on either side. That's what makes it so tough, right? It's like there's there's not a smash side on this, but it just feels light. I feel like I could get more than that for Tyreek in September, right? We talk about timing a lot, and I just. 
that's the kind of trade where it's like you're you're kind of buying a little bit of the dip on Tyreek at that point, in my opinion. And I think you're first. buying a bump on Juju, which I'm not sure. True. We, I know yeah. I was he's on our sheet here, you know, because he did go to the I, this was actually he was on there as a separate transaction two days ago um, because he went to the Chiefs. Exactly. Uh, and I don't know that this changes that much for Juju. I don't think he's getting peppered with targets just because Tyreek's going they're, they're, they play entirely different roles. Uh, so I, I, and so I think what you're saying, Andrew, is that you would take the Tyreek set, which is what Dave would be getting. So I would take the Tyreek. Yeah, I would and, send these two for Tyreek. Yeah, and, yeah, I think and, and he's he's mentioning he is a contender. He does have studs and depth. Like if you've got the kind of roster to to, you know, you don't need the 103. You're not. You're already pretty young. You're making a run this year. I don't mind sending the 103 and then what could be a second round pick in a month when they draft somebody, right? I mean, Juju's not necessarily a locked in first round pick. In my mind, I don't think he's worth a first round guaranteed. Uh, and again, every league is different. Every every market is different. But I'm looking at this like, let's say it's a first and a half, right? Like first and kind of a first for Tyreek. I would take Tyreek on that almost every day. And again, it, it, part of that is this class isn't wowing me. But that 103 after the NFL draft could be a very different looking pick than it is today. So that's the other messy part with this is that you, you kind of have to make a trade like this now with Tyreek on the dip and Juju on the bump. But I would really want to hold 103 if at all possible until the draft comes or until you're on the clock because that will be worth, you know, a lot more then. So it's a timing trade and I totally love the idea of it, but I would probably just say, ah, screw it. I'm going Tyreek. Let's see how it goes. And I think I'm with you that I would take the Tyreek side. Uh, There's a whole bunch of risk in every single piece in this trade. And I I do think it's super close um, for that reason. But, uh, I mean, Tyreek is the one piece of this trade that we know has produced year after year after year in the NFL. So uh, I do think there could be a dip um, in production with Tyreek, you know, oh, sure. and, and I like Tua, but going from Mahomes to Tua is a downgrade. So, uh, so. I, I, Although, but, did you happen, just real quick to interject on that, did you see some of the stats where Tua had a longer a dot, I think it was like he had a longer depth depth of the throw or whatever than Mahomes did. Like oh, Mahomes is great and all, but Tua is not that bad. Everybody's talking about Tua is a downgrade. I'm actually not sure, honestly. Like, well, he's a downgrade. I don't know. From we Mahomes. don't know. I'm just saying we don't know. I'm not I'm saying he's that. awful or that he's just like, like a cat. There's this giant chasm, you know, where he's yeah, all yeah. the way up here and he's all the way down here. But I'm not going to compare to it at home. So uh, as much as I like him. So, but yeah, but like I said, we've seen him produce the one Oh three is obviously a risk. Juju has not produced in like four years. So it at a, at a difference making level. So he was across the field from Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't do it on his own. I mean, it just, I, yeah. And and it is kind of interesting. This trade is the guy that that just left Kansas city for the guy that just came to the city plus a piece. So perfect um, trade for content. Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to kind of lump these um, second-tier quarterbacks together to try and get through this. So uh, Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts. Uh, Jameis Winston came back to the Saints. Marcus Mariota signs a two-year deal with the Falcons. Jameis got two years as well. Uh, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever saw the terms of Mariota's deal, but I'm pretty sure Jameis got more. He and, did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and if you want to even throw in uh, Trubisky from last week, is there, if you had to, if you if you're me and you had to go out and get one of these guys, Scott, who who, who are you going for? Whoever's cheapest. <laughs> well, who is that then in your mind? Which of these I don't know QBs? Right I mean, I'll take. They're all in the same tier, so yeah. they're all probably a starter for the next year or two. Uh, 
pretty much all those deals, um, specifically the Trubisky and the Jameis deals, did not preclude the teams from adding, you know, doubling down. Yeah, on I think lift, the Colts right? are, and, and, and I believe the Colts as well. I mean, well. not the Colts, the, the, the Falcons. Um, I think are going to. all. All three of those teams. Well, yeah, Falcons all too. Four all them, four of those really? teams yeah. are and could add a quarterback, and yep. that's the smart play and so you know we'll see probably at least two of those teams do it um, yeah, the colts probably won't because they yeah. don't have a first round pick for thanks to the eagles yeah but they're they're a team that i could see them taking like a you know like a carson strong type where it's exactly. like they can you'd have to be there in the mid third round yeah, yeah he'll be there i mean you know and he's a he's a pocket passer he's the arm but his He's got a real low floor, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but you've seen him do it with Philip Rivers, and now they brought in Matt Ryan. Like Carson Strong kind of fits that mold, right? So, if, if there was a good spot for him to go, I think that would be it. Um, you know, we've heard Willis linked to Pittsburgh, uh, New Orleans. You know, Matt Corral would be great there. Pickett would be great there. So, yeah, I mean, any of these guys could go in, and then that's that's your dip on those bridge quarterbacks that you can buy. So. Uh, any, that was actually gonna, all those guys. I'll take. Well, them. that was going to be that was going to be my answer. Is that you know don't trade for any of them until after the draft and see what team took a quarterback. That's right. who you go after. Right. Um, and that's actually I've got one team where I've only I don't think I have a starting quarterback at this moment. <laughs> I had Roethlisberger and Drew Locke were my two quarterbacks last year, and I did not do very well. Consider me shocked, but it's a rebuild, and I knew this going in. And I've been kind of trying to trade for some like I, I traded for Chase. You know what I mean? Like I overpaid because I'm like screw it, I want to have my guy. Um, but no, so like I'm looking at that, like I, I think I got um, Trubisky just before the trade or before he signed, I guess, technically. And even then I'm like, that's still not a starter guaranteed. I mean, I think he probably will be. But I mean, if, if they get Willis, you know what I mean? I could see M- M- Tomlin just saying, all right, we're going to have, uh, you know, you're going to start right away. and We're going to have Trubisky come in if you need you. So I think I would just wait until after the NFL draft, see where it goes. And like like Scott said, take the cheapest one. I, I personally, of the four, I would like to have Matt Ryan myself right now, but I don't think it's enough for me to like target him and go get him. I mean, there, he he may not be the starter either. I mean, like, yeah. So it's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. It's funny you said that that comment about not having a quarterback uh, on your team because it made me think. I actually had a contending team. It's the, the league's going into year three. I made the playoffs the first two years, and my quarterbacks were uh, are Tom Brady. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. So oh. two weeks ago, I had zero starting <laughs> quarterbacks, and now I have three. Uh, Tricularly Petrella, you know what I mean? Like that is such a you team, Rocky. It, I like it, it. it worked out so well. So, um, nice. and, and I think I also have like Taysom Hill on that team who we I had in case oh. you know after the Jameis injury, I picked him up. So that's why I was, I was saying, able to contend about, last year. Let's talk about Taysom, right? He could be a guy there too. We don't know for sure. Like that off, obviously the coaching. Uh, Sean Payton's gone. Yeah, I know. I know. I get that, but at the same time, the the guy that took over is from he's from that that offense like he was there last year I forget his name now but like he's he's coming from that maybe there's a package where he's familiar with Taysom I would laugh so hard if week one we see Taysom Hill as a starter and all of us are just throwing like that guy throwing papers in the air like I don't know what's happening anymore like just what the hell just total chaos yeah, and, and I'm with you. I, I I agree with what you said. I don't think it's a bad idea to wait until after the draft. I don't yeah. think any of these the, – once they're cemented as their starter, their prices will go up slightly, but it's not like you're going to have to pay you know, pay well, up but, a lot for Trubisky or Marcus Mariota or even Matt Ryan. And I, I agree with you too, Andrew. I think Ryan 
assuming he's – and I think he will be the starter after the draft. I don't think – even if they draft a Carson Strong in the second round, he's not starting or anything. So yeah. he's locked in for 2022. He's as far the as most locked in yeah. for me. He's the most steady. But honestly, there are people out there that are now trying to get starter value for Trubisky, like asking a first-round pick for Trubisky and stuff. It's like if that's already his value, I don't see that going up with the NFL draft. I mean, if there are people – I mean, that's the classic double count we see all the time, right, where it's like – you see his value go up because his value is going to go up and then his value goes up. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. We already did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we already, we're already valuing him there. So I think there's yeah. some pause on a lot of those guys. I was actually able to move. Uh, I had a, a team with Trubisky and Mills and uh, it's a, it's an auction rookie draft. So it's not quite exactly translating, but I was able to move a first and um, move Trubisky and Mills for a first and two seconds. And I, I couldn't accept that fast enough. So, yeah, I take that. um, uh, so I don't know which which part of it he was valuing as a first, but I don't value value either of them as a first. So I was like, yes, thank you, please give me some auction dollars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so uh, and uh, Ridley Truther in the chat says that he uh, he moved Trubisky in a superflex for a random twenty three first, which that is nuts. Whoever did I that, would gladly do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would too, but you still need to change your name. <laughs> well yeah and i i kept in the cool kids club chat i kept him from uh changing it to deontay truther by stealing that before you could do it so. <laughs> you could go by DraftKings truther <laughs> um, and uh the one uh we the other big piece of news that we kind of i kind of skipped over there it was um Obviously, Deshaun Watson. That happened, I think, the day after you guys recorded last week. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson. He was definitely going to the Falcons or the Saints, <laughs> and then just like this, this drunk NFL season, all of a sudden it's Cleveland. So, uh, so he goes to the Browns, gets that ridiculous contract, which is uh, a lot of it guaranteed. Uh, so, are you? I mean. I feel like people, I and mean, people were already starting to creep him up there anyway. I feel like he's basically, it's he's back, and nobody's even worried about a suspension. Nobody's worried about that it's Cleveland, and he's a top five quarterback again. Are you on board with that, Scott? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I know that's kind of where I'm at with it because I, I I picked up quite a few Watson shares, but I still am like, yeah. oh, Cleveland. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm disappointed a little bit. Um, but, I mean, I'm still fine with it. You know, like, I don't know. It's <laughs> he, He's still he's still definitely in that, you know, that top eight, that top nine, whatever you want to call it, right? So, um, to me, that's, that's pretty much uh, one giant tier, and I'm cool with any of those guys, really. So, uh, maybe some guys – would say you know maybe not Dak because he's a little do you, older. Do you or, care if he has a half year suspension? I I don't I don't care in the sense that most teams that I well I only I traded for a couple shares, but most of the teams that I had him on already, I likely already had to like retool a little bit. You know, it's not like I was competing last year without him. Um, I don't Great. think I can't have any teams off the top of my head where I, I lost a top five quarterback and then was still one of the top teams. Um, so yeah, I think for that particular situation being that most of them were like rebuilding teams where I knew I would need a year or two. No, it, it doesn't bother me. I mean, in a startup, he just went like six in a startup I'm in. So, I mean, he's back, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I, I that's, yeah. we talked about him on trade addicts. So I think you know, like from the community standpoint, it's basically like he's back. No one cares, but I, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, 
what if it's a year? Does that for either of you? Does that change anything? Like you're going to be missing then two years of Deshaun Watson. Well, here I'll jump in with this then. If it's if it's half a season, if it's six games, if it's three games, I think it changes his value. It's just not going to be drastic. Um, I think that the reason, obviously, the reason they're holding on to Baker still is because they're they're trying to make sure their bases are covered because you don't really want to trade for Deshaun Watson and go through all that PR bump, take that PR hit, however you want to word it. And then, um, you know, obviously you trade for Cooper and you get all, you know, get all these new fans that are all frustrated because of the whole drama. And then he's suspended. And then you go back to Baker because it's better than Case Keenum. It's just, there's so much drama. Ever play it. another down. I don't think he will either, but there's just so much. Yeah, in in Cleveland well. or ever. Well, in Cleveland, I think you're saying, right? You're, you're, oh, no, you saying ever. Yeah, he sucks. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Ooh. that's a bold take, Scott. Yeah, you know what? You, hear it, you heard it here first. Baker Mayfield this time. Well, no, so what I'm saying is, I guess where I'm going with this in a meandering way is I don't think the team trades all of that stuff for Watson and then keeps Baker also. I think they're holding on to him now because, again, there's no reason to trade him now. Right. right. I, know, there, there's yeah, no I there's no value. And so they're going to wait till the draft and see if something happens because, in my opinion, what they should do, and this may be the logic they're having anyway, is that it gets to the draft and you get some, there's going to be some team and we see it every year that is looking for a quarterback that doesn't get one, right? Where it's like, you know, so you got five or six teams looking for quarterbacks. We just went through four of them before. We didn't even talk about Seattle, who obviously still has our friend Drew Locke I was talking about. So like, they're going to need a quarterback. There's a couple other teams that you could see trying to get one and, you know, Green Bay, maybe they're done with love and they want to get someone in behind. I mean, we see it all the time, right? Maybe, honestly, maybe Cleveland gets a quarterback and then they trade Baker for another second round pick, right? We see draft tra- draft day trades all the time. And the movie Draft Day was about the Browns and it was about trading. So, I mean, like, I would laugh very heartily and at the same time entirely expect a draft day trade for Baker. Mark this down. I'm calling it now. I think that's when they say, that's when they send Baker. I don't think there's any reason to do it before then because what's the value difference? And once you know who's on the clock and once you know how the draft is going and somebody's screaming for a quarterback, I tell you what, Baker in Seattle is not terrible. You know what I mean? Like he could easily find a home in, in Atlanta, right? I mean, like we've talked about this in, in Indianapolis even. Like, hell, it'd be weird, but who knows? I mean, there's a couple teams that could use someone like that. So I personally, going back to Watson, personally, I'm not trading for Watson right now, but I would be entirely fine to trade the couple of shares I've got away just to kind of see what's going on and, and get out in, in theory while the news is clear. But I, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure I want him on my roster. I don't want to be paying attention to the news every week and seeing what charges are coming and all like, it's just not that I, I mean, yeah, there's a moral twist to it, but it's just stressful. I got enough leagues to worry about. I got enough players with injuries to worry about. Like, I just don't want the drama. I guess maybe yeah, that's the way to put you it. Say like, that, because we we have him on our roster in the Jackie's Listener League. I know, and uh, that's why I'm like, maybe we make a move, but I'm willing to just sit and see if someone comes <laughs> for him too, right? Let's just see. Come on, come on, Scott, make a trade. But I, I I I agree with the. I'm not looking to buy him now. I, I was yeah. I was buying him the last you know ten months uh, yeah. for this very right. reason. So I, I'm trying to. I'm going to be looking to sell him in some leagues uh, uh, where I did pick him up, and maybe one of those is junkies. Who knows? But but yeah, his his prices, like I said, it's. I did it, make some offers, like after with with maybe Mahomes taking a dip. I I sent out, um, I think it was Watson and Cooper, the stack for Mahomes, uh, and it was like instant decline. So, I mean, I obviously still don't think people, people are, still, are. I mean, I would decline that too, but I just thought, hey, maybe they'll counter or something. You know I, I, I mean? agree but, with you, man. I would decline yeah. that also. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it will happen, but instant reaction. I don't think people are really valuing Mahomes any less yet 
I agree. Uh, yeah. 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 I think everyone's still the only thing that changed at all with Mahomes for me personally, too, is I just it sort of cements Josh Allen as the obvious 101 in Superflex for me over Mahomes. Oh, yeah. It was close between the two. When he loses yeah. Tyreek, it's Josh Allen. So agreed. Okay. Uh so we we had one more thing on there, but I'm not just gonna skip over it. So uh we're gonna get right into find me a tree because I was trying to, you know, do this part quick and we're almost a half an hour in. So we're right on schedule for about an hour 45. We're doing uh, <laughs> so we're going to do find me a trade. Uh, as I said, we have three leagues. Uh, we're, you know, kind of piling them up here, trying to, you know, we, we appreciate all the submissions we get. And I always feel bad that we have to leave some hanging out there for, you know, we get, we get, we'll get like 12 at a time. And some of them are hanging out there for weeks upon weeks. So we love doing these, uh, these shows like this. So we can kind of knock some of these out and, and have their, these people get their, uh, leagues talked about. So the first one, I, uh, I'm going to go through, uh, the settings here. Uh, if it's okay with you, Andrew, and uh, maybe you can share the screen and yep. go through the roster when we get to that point. So the first one was submitted by a guy who I think earlier this year submitted a roster. Uh, he had uh, two different ones he yeah. sent in our forum, which was uh, Nick Aiken at Nick Aiken on Twitter. Uh, it's a 12 team half PPR super flex two tight end with, with also a 1.0 tight end premium because it's half PPR. So double tight end premium uh, 25 man roster start 11. One of them is a kicker. So really start 10. Um, and it's a QB two running backs, three wide receivers. Again, the two tight ends, one super flex uh, and one flex and then the kicker. Um, I'll, I'll read his comments. So then you can go into the roster, Andrew. Uh, I, I think my roster fits a contender deep at wide receiver and running back, but definitely not a quarterback. Three second round picks this year to either trade up or take a shot and some prospects who fall. Ideally don't want to head into the season with once Jameis as my QB two. So that kind of tells you a couple of people he has on his roster, but Andrew, why don't you go through it? Sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll quickly go through the starting lineup because those are the better players. We'll hit some of the, the bench. But yeah, we got Matt Stafford, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift. Uh, pretty solid start there. I don't mind that. Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel. Again, solid start receiver. You got George Kittle, Mike Kosicki at your two tight ends. That's not bad in a two tight end league. Elijah Moore and Carson Wentz to kind of round this out, which he was saying Winston and Wentz are his kind of QB2 combined, which I totally get his logic of not wanting to go into the season that way. So obviously he's got Winston as his third QB and that's it for QB. After that, he's got Cordero Patterson, a couple other guys at running back Damian Harris, I guess is worth mentioning uh, Daryl Henderson, Keyshawn Vaughn, who might be a thing. Um, I just, I, there's some depth there, but none of them really stand out. I mean, obviously Damian Harris is worth something and, Maybe Henderson comes back and does by, something. By the way, since you mentioned Vaughn, he has a trade in his uh, in his inbox for 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 Vaughn for Ingram. Don't do that. No, I, not that yeah. I care that much about Keyshawn Vaughn, but there's at least a 05 percent chance Keyshawn Vaughn matters. There's zero yeah. percent chance that Mark Ingram matters. That's a good point. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll keep going here on the receivers. We got Marvin Jones, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> LaVisca Chenault, who could have a resurgence if he signs somewhere like the Chiefs. Uh, Zay Jones, again, not a bad receiver group at all. Backup tight ends, he's got Foster Moreau and John Bates. So, again, not, not a terrible team. There, I've seen worse on Find Me a Trade. So this is definitely a contending team in my book, but it does have a couple of holes. So maybe, I guess, Scott, do you want to start with your trade on this one, and we'll kind of go around the circle. Yeah, so I think this this roster is ready to, to make a move here. He just traded away. 
Um, I think Trevor Lawrence and a couple other pieces there and got the Stafford Cup stack, which is yeah. uh, which was a really nice trade. I, li- I like that. You gave up Javante, but, you know, ultimately you got the the proven quarterback and the, the stack. So I love that. Um, you're a little bit heavy now on Rams. And QB2 <laughs> is definitely still the weak spot. I just thought it was. Thing. I just wanted to mention because you said that. I just it's it was hilarious to me when I, I saw your comment on that. He has Stafford, Cup, uh, Woods, Robinson, not Woods, Woods. Uh, Robinson, oh, Robinson, uh, OBJ, Robinson. and Woods, who just got traded to the Titans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally like the entire Rams Anderson, passing right? offense yeah. before the trade. <laughs> Which honestly might not be that bad. I know. Go get Sony. Go get Sony. Why not? Let's go get them all, right? Get Van Jefferson. Where, where is he? What the heck? Right? Yeah. Anyway, keep so, going, <laughs> so that is my trade. Go get Van Jefferson. Um, <laughs> no, no. But uh, the nice thing is you've got, you know, there was uncertainty with Wentz and Jameis, and now we know they're both probably starting this year. So that helps you a little bit if you want to kind of, you know, play the game there. Um, so I looked at a couple different angles here. I, I would like to package either once or Jameis or both um, and even give up your 23 first if you need to, because if you're getting a true uh, top quarterback to pair with Stafford, that's going to really make you an instant contender. Um, based on some of the rosters I looked at, I didn't really find a good scenario for that. But again, that 23 first can change things quickly. If you kind of dangle that out there, you know, somebody might be willing to give up a, a Watson or something like we just talked about. Right. Um, you know, I would maybe, I just picked up Mariota for a 23 second, um, in a league where I needed some quarterback depth and I just felt like, you know, I have Mahomes and Allen. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm <laughs> fine, but it's like, Hey, if there, you know, obviously there's bye weeks there could be injuries, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, getting a, a guy that can help fill in and then you can play the match matchups with Wentz and Jameis, find a guy who gets hot, um, you know, and then maybe look to move one of those pieces as well to strengthen throughout the season, right? Because again, it is March, so we kind of want to look at this for now and long-term. So uh, Team Rudy is the team with Mariota, and you have those three seconds. And the thing is, most li- what's going to happen with your three seconds if you keep them mm. is that the players there that are going to be of value are wide receivers, but that's your strength. You're already stacked at wide receivers. So you're essentially throwing those picks away by taking wide receivers there. Um, they're, they're not going to start for you, uh, you know, most likely, unless you you really hit on somebody that comes out of nowhere. And so then you're just reaching if you're taking other positions with those picks, right? So I'd rather move them for a quarterback that you can um, play matchups with or package them with your other quarterbacks to upgrade. So that's kind of the route that I went. It's a small thing, but when you're looking at contending, you want to give yourself some options and, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's now, but it's also looking towards the future. What else can I do with those picks? What else can I do with those quarterbacks? No, I like yeah, it. I, I like it. I really like the, the one with the, and this is going to come as no surprise. The one where you're given the seconds for, for Mario to, or, or someone in that range, if you can do it with Trubisky or whoever, uh, I'd rather hold on to the 23 first, even if I'm a contender, I kind of want to hold on to that end of the season uh, when I have more information and, 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 and maybe if I'm going to move it, move it then. And I know he's definitely playing well and he's not and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I, I'm not that concerned about uh, his QB two. You know, big surprise again. Um, I actually think Wentz is a little underrated um, in terms of fantasy. He's not a great real-life quarterback, but he generally produces for fantasy. Even last year, everyone thinks he was awful. He was like the QB 13, 14, depending yeah, on your scoring. Right. Um, right. I think every that last Jacksonville game is just in everyone's mind, and people think that was like Carson Wentz's season. Uh, so... Uh, I, I don't mind Wentz and Jameis also looked pretty nice um, when he was in there. He was, he was very up and down. He had like, I think two, four plus touchdown games. And I think he had a zero touchdown game before he got hurt. So, but I, I think you can kind of mix and match with those two. And especially when you have Mahomes, even without Tyreek, I'm not as, not as worried about it, but, right. but I love the other one. So uh, I guess I'll get right into mine then since I've been babbling on a little while here. Um what I was, uh, I think, is this one of the ones I think I came up with? I'm just going to skip one of them so we can save some time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did have two. Maybe I'll get into both of them. I don't know. Uh, the one I liked better, though, uh, I agree, is definitely a contending team, uh, especially a starting lineup is loaded. So I, I do like kind of trying to strengthen his team for this year. And I did, I put Kaseki uh, 204, and there's two seconds, you know, trying, like you, trying to use those two seconds to improve the team. For Goddard, and I'm not sure that's enough to pull Goddard uh, with the, uh, you know, with Tyree coming there now. If people are, are thinking logically, it probably means a, a downswing for Gusecki, um, because like I said, I don't think it hurts Waddle that much. I think it hurts players that are not as good as Waddle. So uh, that could be an issue. But uh, I do think Goddard's being slept on a little bit because people, you know, think and no, they're not totally wrong. That Hertz is not a very good passer. Um, he, he improved from year one to year two, and he could improve from year two to year three, but uh, there's definitely question marks there. And, uh, but even if he doesn't improve that much, he basically was thrown to two guys last year and, and they're probably going to draft a rookie. I think they have three first round picks. I think they're going to draft one of these receivers in the first round, but who knows how much that guy produces. Plus the Eagles suck at picking wide receivers, except for Devonte Smith. So, uh, I'm not banking that that's going to take a lot away from Goddard. It's basically the Goddard and Smith show in the passing game. So I, I think he's being a little slept on. Not that you know people don't like Goddard, but I think he could be in for a big year. Uh, so I, I like improving that spot in a two tight end league with a tight end premium. Uh, that, that's huge if you can have two guys like that and uh, with Kittle and Goddard. And uh, the team he'd be trading him to is Team Rudy. Uh, he seems to have a major youth movement going on. If you look at his roster, um, I don't have it in front of me, but I know his guys like bait me a lot of second year players and, and things like that. And, and, and uh, a few picks. So um, he made like the extra picks and for what it's worth, Kasiki is a year younger than Goddard. So what do you think of that one? Does, does that get Goddard, Andrew? I'll jump in. I, I definitely think that the Gasicki Goddard gap is at least one second. It might not be two seconds. You really think so? so Even after I, the trade? I think it's possible. I think there is some, uh, like we were talking about before, with the rising tide and all boats and all that, Gasicki could see some uptick, right? You know, like there is a potential where, you know, if you find the right guy, you find the right manager, you know, I would probably start with Gasicki in the 206 for Goddard just to see what it does. Because I think you're exactly right. Goddard's getting slept on all over the place. There's a lot of people that just don't want any part of that offense. And as a Philly fan, I'm sure there are some days where you're screaming at him yourself. Like, yeah, <laughs> what are we doing here? Right. So Goddard is a little frustrating. He's, he's been kind of that that next in line after Earth's left. And then it didn't really pop off like we all wanted it to. It was kind of, you know, meh. 
So I think there is some, you might be able to get some some discount on Goddard and then maybe even try to sell the Gasicki hype if you hype it up that way. Um, so I don't mind that one at all. And I think you're, you're exactly right, too. His team has got Wilson and Fields. He's got, uh, sorry, he's got T. Higgins, Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore. You know what I mean? He's got like a lot of young players on that team. And I think if you're looking at it like, well, maybe he'll take the Gasicki as a year or two younger, if I recall. Not much, but something. And he's on the up and coming. And that, that offense is, could be about to blow up, right? And then he gets the extra second. Like, I don't know. That could be, it could be something to do. So I, I thought it was a solid yeah, offer. Maybe you could try and make the argument too that, yeah, Tyreek is that I'm making with Waddle, where, yep. again, I think it hurts Kasicki more than Waddle, but you could try and make the argument to this guy, you know, Tyreek's coming. The whole offense is going to be better. Kelsey did fine with Tyreek. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's the next Kelsey. I mean, you could honestly, you could say that in the, in the group chat and, you know, you never know. Somebody goes, damn, that's a good point. Cause some people just see it myopically and, you know, it could work. Uh, well, before we go to yours, I'll, I'll you throw out my second option real quick. Go for it, I, yeah. I, uh, I also the other one I came up with was uh, Allen Robinson and his two hundred four for Aaron Jones. Um, he mentioned the, about having decent RB depth, but I kind of didn't think he did. Um, he has <laughs> Damian Harris and Cordero Patterson as backup guys, but he also has uh, not that injury prone is technically a thing but those two guys get hurt an awful lot and deandre swift and and christian mccaffrey so i think having another guy couldn't hurt uh like scott had mentioned uh both he has a lot of wide receivers and he has a lot of rams so this also helps with both of those um and he converts one to running back i think aaron jones is another guy uh people really down on him i i don't know if yeah. it's swung back around yet but I do think you probably should be a little higher than you were now that Adams is gone. I feel like they're going to run a lot with both guys. And I, I know I've seen uh, out on Twitter. I, I can't, I, don't, I can't remember who posted it, but uh, that the, the splits with uh, Aaron Jones in the receiving game with and without Adams are, are, are pretty good. So uh, that, that he gets a lot more work in the receiving game. So I like Aaron Jones as a guy that's maybe a little undervalued. Allen Robinson has the bump from signing with the Rams and you just, it, I, I still think there's going to be a little gap there. Um, so that's why I threw the two four in. When so, I'll just, I'll go right back and do this because I'm, I'm looking at these rosters and we can pitch it to Scott, but he, that guy that has Aaron Jones is the guy that got Javante. So he's got Javante and Barkley or his other two running backs pretty much to start with, which, and Mostert after that, which could be a solid three. But then receiver, he's got Pittman, Ayuk, Thomas, and Van Jefferson, and it drops off a cliff. So I right. think that's actually not a bad trade either. That gives him a little bit of depth at the receiver place, which this one is a start three receiver, if I recall too, right? So yes. yeah, and a flex. I mean, like it, you're going to need receivers. So I thought that was actually, a, in my opinion, the better of the two trades for both teams, right? Like you get Aaron Jones, which again, like you mentioned, could be some value there, but I guess, Scott, what are your thoughts? I know we haven't given you much of a chance to provide your opinion here yet. <laughs> you may not have to add that second on. Um, I'm going to start up right now where Aaron Jones went 72 or 71 overall. Wait, no, I just screwed that up. Allen Robinson went 709, which is 81 overall. And Aaron Jones went 702, which is 74 overall. So literally just a few spots apart there in a startup so um you know i get a lot of my value this time of year from startups because it just more gets the chance yep. to pick the player right and that's the player they took well, so you, you could even say like maybe lavisca closes that gap right one of those like high upside guys like a rob and lavisca for aaron jones right i mean like something like that where it's like there are people that are all the way out but there are people that think he might still have a chance so i don't know yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know sure. if he has the line. Sure. Yeah, maybe even start with like uh, oh, he doesn't have a third, but maybe a Rob and the and the two eleven he has, um, and then maybe you up it if you have to. Right. Yeah. Uh, so sure. Andrew, I think we did we did not do yours for this one. Not yet. No, and I I had one I, I put on the sheet that I'll talk about, and then I I kind of came up with another one I I wanted to mention and just kind of popped in my head. So the one I put on the sheet was first and foremost looking at this. I love when we can pull this up because you can see who's interested in players. Uh, right. You got the trade block and you've also got the, the heart sign button when someone's interested. So I looked and Winston has somebody who's interested in him. And I'm like, well, who the hell is that? That's what we got to do. And it's <laughs> team Ralph's bunch. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, Ralph's bunch has Murray, Carr, Trubisky and Mayfield at quarterback. And at some point he clicked a heart by Jameis Winston. And I'm like, OK, so he may not really value him as a true quarterback or maybe it was left over from last season. I mean, who knows? Right. So my trade was going to be in, it in clears theory, all over. Yeah, it does clear. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like before anything happened, you know, it could have been like as soon as it rolled over, you go in and yep. put stuff. Gotcha. You never know. Um, and I don't know how accurate those are. Sometimes I've had a guy that was like, I don't even know how I clicked that. Like I just I was just clicking the wrong place. <laughs> um, but my my trade was to trade Winston to Ralph's bunch since he seemed interested for Baker and the 311. And the logic going here, you could try to sell this like Baker's a backup. He's never going to play again. Like the person who has Baker maybe just wants out and he's got three other quarterbacks. If you count Trubisky as a starter. You know, like he may not need Baker. He may just went off that roller coaster. And then I, I say 311, but like any little piece just to see what you can get. Because then, of course, if he goes, that's too much. You just say, OK, never mind. We'll just do a QB trade. I think personally, I think I would not be shocked if Baker plays more snaps, more downs, more whatever than Winston this year. Uh, Winston got hurt last year. I think that offense is more likely to draft somebody, in my opinion. Um, I think Baker goes somewhere where they need him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there, there's definitely a world where Baker plays more and has more fantasy value than Winston. And for me, that's, I mean, it's a weird player for player kind of trade, but you've got a, I would say you've got a higher floor with Winston, but a higher ceiling for Baker. And on this team, I'd rather have a higher ceiling QB three, I guess. I mean, am I crazy here, Scott, or do you kind of see where I'm going with this? Um, yeah, I, I agree with that, you know, Baker could end up playing more and definitely still has a higher ceiling. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I could get myself to do it just because I don't like Baker, but um, <laughs> but I don't disagree with what he said. It's yeah, you know, it's just personal. They're both crappy I mean, QBs. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I a agree. little trade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rocky, you got a piece of piece of advice for us on this one before we go to I, my other one? I actually, I, I think when I like Winston better, I, I think Winston had might even have the higher ceiling. Like I said, he had on with nobody to throw to. He had. Like I said last year, two two in only like six games, he had a four touchdown game, he had a five touchdown game, uh, and I do think he starts the year. I mean, they did give him. It's not, you know, primo starter money, but they did give him twenty eight million, twenty one guaranteed. I think their plan is to start him this year. They may even draft a quarterback. If they do, I bet they do not start that guy at all this year unless Jameis just starts throwing like 20 picks. Um, so it happen, yeah. <laughs> but but he seemed to come around last year. He was doing a lot better. He was they were limiting his volume a little, but he wasn't he was not throwing the picks. So I would rather have Winston, I think, than Baker, especially because Baker does not have a team and well, They're, so the spots are kind of limited, right? And to me, it's basically Seattle and Carolina, and and that's kind of it. I agree. Yeah, and I think there's a couple where, yeah, like Atlanta, you could try to fight for it and all of that, and maybe I mean you could say Washington with Wentz, even you know, like there's some of those places where you could see it being like. But I guess my my point though is you're the prime trade candidate then, right? If I have Winston and I'm trying to sell high because I think his value is going down, 
and I'm trying to buy Baker low, assuming his value is going back up. It's a pure speculative market kind of trade, right? And if you're on the other side going, I think Winston's the better guy, would you take Winston for Baker straight up if these were our two teams and this was the way it was set up? If I sent Winston just asking for Baker, would you say yes to that? Yes. See, and this is exactly <laughs> what I love about this because I would be like, no, give me Baker every day, right? But this is what I mean. Like everybody has their own valuation on this. And especially with players like these two, there is no set in stone value for these guys, especially in March. You know what I mean? Like we have no clue what the next two weeks, two days are going to hold. I mean, the NFL has been like the NBA lately. It's just crazy. So, yeah, that's kind of why. If, if Baker, and like you said, it is a speculative trait. So if, say, Baker were to go to Seattle, it does become a lot. To, I, I mean, oh, I kind of agree with trait. Scott that I'm not sure that Baker is all that good. But uh, but he's got DK Metcalf mm-hmm. to throw to, possibly Lockett, uh, Fant. So if that were to happen, he does have a crappy old line. But uh, but but it would definitely, that would be kind of interesting. But right. uh, if you were to end up with the Falcons, like you said, as one possibility, or, or Carolina, Carolina, even it's basically just DJ Moore and I guess dump off the CMC. Uh, I'm not sure I like that as much, but but if it happened to where he went to where he did end up in Seattle, that it, it becomes a lot closer to me. Oh, I agree, and that's kind of why you have to make that kind of trade now. As the speculations, you're kind of buying the dip and selling on the. I mean, it's just it's purely just trying to read the market and read the tea leaves. The other one that I had, which was I think a much simpler trade with the same guy, and this is kind of why it kept in my brain, was something where you send Elijah Moore for Derek Carr, and the logic here is Elijah Moore and they're on DLF. They're pretty close. Elijah Moore has got a lot of upside. There's a lot of people that really like him. And on this team, he's got Murray, Trubisky, Mayfield. He might be like, you know what? I, I do need some receiver depth with Murray. Maybe he, he's got Kamara and Mixon are his, really his only two running backs. He's got ETN, I guess my bad. But like this guy might be looking at this like maybe I turn into a rebuild and Moore is easier. He's younger, obviously. He's easier to get value around. So, I mean, again, I don't know if that trade gets done just flat out. It might take some extra pieces. But that's the kind of thing where I, you know, you send a, a receiver and get a quarterback that's pretty hard to do, but sometimes that's the kind of trade you need to make. You go after the QB heavy teams and, you know, see what you can send, I guess. Rocky, what are your thoughts on that one? We'll bounce it right back to you. I, yeah, I don't hate that one. Uh, I kind of, I kind of think Elijah Moore is a little overrated right now. I, I do think I there's a lot of people too. that are very high on him. I do love him as a player. I liked him coming out last year and I know he had a stretch where he was really, really good, but it's still Zach Wilson throwing to him. And I've made my feelings clear about Zach Wilson. He scares the hell out of me. Uh, I think some of those good games were with, with white or Flacco. I can't remember. Uh, But uh, I just, I'm scared to trust anybody in, in a Zach Wilson offense. And, and they, everything you hear, they are going to draft. They have two first round picks. There's a lot of smoke that they're going to draft a receiver. Which well, again doesn't necessarily kill his value, but uh, as as I I don't trust Elijah Moore the way I trust Jalen Waddle either though. So depending on that receiver, he could be the alpha. Um, and I, I'm not sure Elijah Moore is good enough yet that he's just going to be fine when with Zach Wilson at quarterback and a possibly a better prospect coming in. Well, it's it's just another prime you know sell high buy low kind of a thing, and I, I I'm not even saying buy low for Derek Carr. I just feel like if you're going to get like a second tier a QB two, right, and you're sending a wide receiver two that's much younger and has a potential upside that could be seen as higher. I mean, there's people out there that might take that trade straight yeah. up. Maybe you need to add a pick, but I'm not against that. And I do think Carr is kind of one of those like my kind of quarterback guys now especially he sort of was in the past but he didn't have the upside i think like a lot of guys like 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 i always kirk cousins is a guy i always talk about because he's 
ADP mid QB two, and he finishes low end QB one. That's the guy I'm looking. Yep. Stafford, even uh, I don't know if he still is now, but for most of the last year, even he was you know QB fourteen, QB fifteen because he wasn't young or, or whatever. And uh, you know he's he he finished in the top ten. So uh, I think Carr has that capability now that that his touchdown upside can go up. He's, he's had the yardage even last year. I think he threw for 4,800 yards last year, but they didn't have the touchdowns and now he has Devonte Adams. So, um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I like getting Carr. I don't think his, his value has gone up, but I still don't think it's kind of just not people that a lot of, a lot of people are aiming to get Derek Carr. Yeah. I don't think so. And, and there's a lot of, there's always, there's been a lot of hype around Elijah Moore ever since he had those games and seasons. So, I, I kind of like that. It's kind of you get, you're giving the overvalued guy for the undervalued guy. Yeah. What do you think, Scott? Where are you at with those two players with Moore and Carr? Well, the thing about Moore, so they gave Barrios a pretty decent contract, and he is yeah. really a slot guy. But Moore's best position is to play in the slot. So are they going to play him outside? Like, is he going to be the X? Is Corey Davis going to be the X and he'll be the Z? I mean, it's. I don't know what they're doing with that, but obviously it's, you know, does, does more play think about this is more the IUK role. And then, you know, they don't, they don't have a Debo obviously. But yeah. Right. Do they take like a Traylon Burks and then he's like the Debo role and then more is the IUK role. I mean, I suppose that can make sense. Um, if you go back further, go back to like, uh, you know, was it think about Julio totally different player, obviously. And Corey Davis can't play that role either. Like they had in Atlanta with Shanahan. Um, but obviously that offense is versatile and they can move those guys around and the, you know, I'm sure more will play inside and sometimes they'll line up with two slots and whatever else. They don't really have a proven tight end. They signed Uzama who's, you know, meh. So Conklin, I think too, right? So like they're yeah, just trying to yeah, see what they got. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that's blocking, that's solidifying the O line yep. and all that. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I I have no issue moving more. I do like him, but if you're talking about getting a quarterback who just upgraded big time, like yeah, I I definitely would be down to do that. And I mean, I think Carr is somebody. It it might be hard now after the year he just had, but man, in the past, I mean. I got Derek Carr a couple of years ago for like a, a late second. Oh, I mean, isn't that those are the days? Yeah. Like, and I don't even like Derek Carr, but it was just like, how could I not do that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like in Superflex, yeah. you just have to take those quarterbacks and see what happens because even if he flamed out, like who cares? You know, what else was I going to get with that pick? So, uh, you know, having the opportunity to get a starter and now look at what he has new offense, new weapons. Devontae Adams, obviously, everybody's hyping it up, right? You know, his old buddy. But I, yeah. I think to kind of get to your point, I mean, I, I'm not terribly high on Moore either. And that's kind of why I looked at that as a he's ECR 17 in Dynasty, according to Fantasy Pros, Elijah Moore. Like wide receiver 17, he's ahead of guys like Mike Evans, Devonta Smith, Jerry Judy. I, I get it, but I also am like, and that might be my my out. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking at that, like is he gonna get much higher? I mean, yeah, he could he could go over guys like Godwin, Moore, McLaurin, like, but he kind of needs everything to hit exactly right. And I'm kind of with Rocky. I'm not sure that's gonna happen with Zach Wilson. So I thought that was a prime candidate to get away. And then Carr is someone I just I don't mind targeting as a QB two. And for this kind of team, Carr is the perfect QB two for a team like this in my mind. 
and then have Wentz as your QB three for bye weeks or injuries, what have you. I mean, you're not relying on him that way. I mean, Carr would easily be the starter over those guys. So yeah. And I think there is some potential to, you know, find a better option if you need to add some pieces, but that's kind of where my head was at. And we've all done a ton of talking on this team, which I think is helpful because this guy needs to win a championship. He needs to win some. So yeah, I guess if you want, do you want to move on to the next one or do we want, we anything else we want to talk about here? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Um, I will, uh, we'll just, we'll just for the each one. I'll, you can get through the roster, Andrew. I'll do the settings. Um, 14 team PPR Superflex submitted by Zayner75 at Zayner75. Uh, no tight end premium with this one. Uh, 25 man roster, start 10. Uh, but again, got a kicker and a defense in this one. So really, it's more like a start eight in terms of offensive players. QB, two running backs, uh, two wide receivers, tight end, su- Superflex, Flex, and then the kicker and uh, de- defensive uh, special teams. Uh, league is entering its third season. He's been streaming tight end for two seasons. After the first season, he had a decent plan for aiming attention window starting uh, this year or next, 22-23, um, by looking to add around my QB room. And then he overachieved in 2021, making the playoffs. He says, with the youth of my core pieces at quarterback and wide receiver, I'm not too interested in taking on depreciating assets. Um and which makes it difficult for me to see the upside for dealing away a QB without getting one back, which is what most of my league mates want when discussing trades. Biggest hole is tight end. So that may make the easiest trades to find. Not sure about the value difference of the tight end after the top seven, eight. And streamers is worth giving up QB depth, but I'm open to any and all suggestions. All right. So we'll, we'll quickly run down his team here. And again, this is a 14 teamer that obviously changes things in my book. It's a little bit harder to get QBs in 14 teams, right? Yes. It's a little bit harder, just a little bit. And that, that matters. So his QBs, he's got Herbert and Jackson to start off with. And then Wentz, Drew Locke, Jordan Love, Zach Wilson. So like that's a solid QB room. I don't think, yeah, that's all he has. So that's a solid QB room in a, in a, in a 14 teamer. I would do my best to hold on to all of that. Is you're going to need it, and it may have more value in you know November anyway. Uh, running backs, he's he's not wrong. He's a little light on running back. He's got James Conner, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Cordell Patterson, Samaje Ryan, Chris Carson. Who knows what's going on with him? Rashad Penny, Mike Boone, and Duke Johnson. Or no, uh, Dearness Johnson. Sorry, and uh, Derek Gore, Keyshawn Vaughn. Like the names just keep coming for the depth. But at the top, it's just it's real light. I, I mean, Conner's not yeah. terrible, but it's not who I like to go in with. Receiver, you've got uh, T. Higgins, DJ Moore, uh, Darnell Mooney. And down here, we got Julio Jones, and that's it for receiver. So, again, like not a bad receiving group, but there is it's paper thin. I mean, you, you have one or two injuries and you're stuck. Now, granted, you only have to start two, and then there's a flex, so you might be able to get away with that. Tight ends, Josiah <laughs> Deguara. <laughs> I love it. Josiah Deguara, Tyree Jackson, and Kyron Granson. Like, whoo, buddy, that is paper, paper thin. Like, you are right there on the edge of, of nothingness. And then kicker and defense, I don't care about, so I'm not going to go into it. But the point I'm looking at is it's not a – it's a middle team in my book, but it's definitely QB heavy. Like, this yeah. is the kind of team that if you're sending a QB, you need to get a haul. You need to get a ton of stuff back if you're sending a QB – and not getting one in return. So I kind of get why his league mates are asking him for that because no one else has quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like in a 14 team where everybody's looking at one or two QBs most likely, and this guy's got them all. And so they're trying to send him offers and build him up. He He's going to need a lot. So uh, Rocky, what was yours? Since we started with Scott last time, what was your trade that you found for this guy? 
Okay, so the one uh, I came up with was uh, I don't think he's a, a playoff team this year, even though I made it. I can kind of squint and see how he sort of did it last year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not real confident, even if he makes the playoffs, that he's – this is not a title-winning team. No. Um, and, and a 14-teamer. Sure, yeah. And I'm not sure he can even make the moves to to get it there with this season. So I'm not too worried about 2022. Uh, so I'm moving James Conner and the 111 to team Mile High Magic uh, Jeff Olsen for 108 and 201. Uh, and basically, uh, I'm thinking that this, uh, you know, Connor got a little bit of a value bump resigning with the Cardinals, especially that it was a three-year deal, decent amount of guaranteed money. It looks like he's the starter for at least the next two years. Plus Edmonds left. So a uh, good time to move him, especially if you don't think you're going to contend this year. And the guy that uh, the guy that has uh, those picks that I'm looking for has a roster that's ready to compete, um, except at running back. Uh, do I have his roster? Uh, I've got yeah. He has Murray. I have it. He has he has Murray. He's got Lawrence. Um, he's got AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Mike Evans, George Kittle. He has zero almost at running back. He has Leonard Fournette, and then his next best guy is maybe. Ronald Jones. I, I don't know. Saying, <laughs> I don't know. There's no too. Yeah. yeah. So it's he's disgusting. like a prime candidate for a trade like this. Um, and uh, basically what I'm doing is I, I felt kind of like getting 108 for Connor is probably hard to do. Um, and the next pick I think the guy had was like 205 or something like that. And that seemed like too little. Or, or no, I think what I was thinking is that he, it's the, it was the 201. A 201 seemed too little to me, especially in a 14-teamer where that's pick 15. I think you need a little more than that to, to give Connor away. So I'm kind of using his value to bump up the pick from 111 to 108. And then you get the extra pick in 201, get, get two shots at, at kind of improving your team for 2023. Um, and like I said, the other guy can feel like, okay, well, I'm still in the first round. Plus, I got myself an RB1 to compete this year. So, so Scott, what do you think? I uh, definitely always love selling James Conner. Like <laughs> right. So um, <laughs> having acquired two shares at the trade deadline last year, getting me championships was awesome, but you know, he didn't bye really bye. help because he got hurt. So <laughs> uh, yeah. seeing him resign in AZ was awesome because now I know I can hopefully sell those shares, but yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with, uh, the overachieving part and, you know, 14 team league rosters are a little bit thinner. Um, you can, you can make a run, you know, if you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, but uh, I, I also there's only eight real starters tend to agree. Really? Yeah. Right. Right. So, but you're right. He's, he's probably not contending right away. So yeah, I like the move overall. Definitely. The, the big thing for me is going from that 111 to the 108 because the 108 right now is the cutoff. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of those top three running backs, one of those top three wide receivers, and then one of the top two quarterbacks, which is where, where I have it. Even though I don't even know who that second quarterback is, we one know of one of them's going to jump up there, right? So I, I feel really good about that 108. Whereas one eleven is just one of like seventeen receivers, yeah. and or you got to hope somebody falls. Else. You know, you got to just kind of you know, like pray somebody yeah. skips and misses somebody. Or, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a top eight as of right now. You know, we'll see. The draft will change everything, of course, but yep. that's I like that move. 
And, and this is another team where I had sort of a second idea, but it wasn't quite as concrete. So I wanted to throw it out to you two. Uh, I, I, I was looking at it and I was trying to move Zach Wilson to somebody because, again, I hate Zach Wilson. Um, but I think he has value, especially in a 14-team super flex. And I was looking at a team, and I, I wish I did not write the team name down. Maybe Andrew can find it while no, I'm No, you're good with um, uh, B-Mead. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was for DK Metcalf. And I wasn't, I did not put it down as a trade. I'm not saying straight up. I'm curious in a 14 team super flex, given DK Metcalf has kind of fallen. And I actually, I was going to mention too, if I actually did put a trade down, I really like the idea of more doing this trade even after the draft. Cause like I said, I think they're going to draft a Drake London or, or somebody like that. That might bump Wilson's value up a little more. Uh, what I'm just curious what you guys think. Which which side do you have to add to and how much? Well, okay, so I'll jump in here. I, the, the thing that I wanted to hit on first was the, the DK Metcalf manager, B-Mead 6, has him on the trade block. So yeah, that, I did notice that, that too. That I, says I something that to me right too, right, where it's like, okay, this guy's willing to move DK Metcalf. That says that's a lot of value. That helps a lot. I personally would say DK Metcalf greater sign Zach Wilson. I would like to add a little more to Zach Wilson, even in a 14 team, uh, two QB, super flex, whatever you want to call it. But looking at this guy's roster, he's got Rodgers, Garoppolo, Minshew. Like he he really only has Rodgers. I could see it being the exact opposite in this context where I would say you need to add a little bit to DK to try to get Zach Wilson. Now I would probably do DK plus something else for a better QB and not target Zach Wilson. (laughs) Um, I might try to pivot up to a Lamar and be like, Hey, let's go DK plus a first round and, you know, see what I can get to a solid starter because Rogers could retire in week two. I mean, you could be entirely without QBs on this team. So again, this context, I think it, it, it looks probably more like Wilson's worth more, but flat value straight up. Who am I taking first in a startup? It's probably DK. You what about you, agree. Scott? Same page? You, you have to find the team that needs Zach Wilson, right? And so this guy, this B-Mead 6, it's the guy I also came up with a trade with. I think you're going to trade with him at some point because you guys just have yeah. opposite strengths. They're, and I they're think puzzle it, pieces. It they just perfect. fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, do you want to go into yours then, Scott, yeah, so, I mean, it's, since it's on that same team? So what I ended up doing is since every one of our uh, teams had Wentz on them, all three <laughs> right. of our teams this week, I knew that Rocky wanted me to trade him away at some point. So I, I found the one that I'm not the best. biggest Wentz fan, I can tell you. And, um, <laughs> Shocker. So this B-Mead 6, his logo is the Washington logo. So Good point. Uh, he does have a lot of Washington players already, you know, and maybe he doesn't like Wentz because he was an Eagle or whatever reason. But, hey, he's a Washington fan. Let's give it a shot. Um, the other thing is Darnell Mooney right now. Um, I just traded two shares of him because people are paying like, too much in my opinion so sell like he's just not i love him like as a bears fan i love mooney and i'm stoked that we have him and that he's really good for how small he is and came out of nowhere and all that but fantasy wise i just i don't know man um so my move here was send wentz and mooney to be mead six for a rob and the 105 and that 105 could get you another quarterback if you wanted. Um, it could even it could be get, a boat. <laughs> it could get you one of those running backs. It could get you one of those young wide receivers. But here's the thing. 
with 14 teams, when you have Herbert and, and Lamar Jackson, like you're good, you're set. So you can trade away. If, if you're saying the guys in your leagues won't trade a quarterback without giving one back or whatever, fine, just trade one then send yeah. once away. Who cares? Uh, or, you know, Drew Locke, if he ends up being the starter, absolutely trade him away. Trade him away. He's not going to start for the next 10 years. Just trade trade him away then. You don't need to get a quarterback back. Um, the thing is, ultimately, about this team significantly overachieving, Here's this is the perfect example of what I always say, again, based on my experience. It's not statistical, and Rocky disproves it based on how he plays. But when you have Herbert and Lamar Jackson in a 14-team league, two top quarterbacks can just about win you a league without much else. This, this roster does not have a top 18 running back, a top 12 wide receiver, or even a top 50 tight end. And you got what fourth, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, like if he was on the other side of the bracket, would it have been different? You know what I mean? Like a little bit of luck once you get in and you know, if, if Lamar was healthy, what, what would have happened, right? I mean, this this team could have won. So that's what's crazy about it. He literally has essentially no studs, basically, other than yeah. the two quarterbacks and almost one. So I'm just saying, based on my experience, again, I've seen this occur more than having a stacked roster and no quarterbacks. You know, winning, I take offense right? to that, Scott. But yeah, but you always you always have one. You know, you usually have at least one, and then maybe you rotate See, kind of that second one. Well, yeah, but. and a lot of times what I have too is I have a stud who's not highly valued. I have like ten right. Tom Brady shares who was like yeah. the QB two last year. Kirk Cousins, he's just, yeah, Brand Dynasty, you know, those, he's a third. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, here's the thing though about the tight ends. I I would just continue streaming them. Honestly, I don't really care. Uh, he has the 211. Throw that out for. I gave the example of Evan Ingram. Like yeah. he's in a new situation. It's Peterson uses the tight end. He's got a young quarterback. I mean, the 211. What are you getting with that? Uh, again, one of 48 receivers. So who cares? Just, you know, throw it out there, find one guy. But look at this. Look at the waivers right now. Hayden Hurst <laughs> is on the waiver wire. Um, just Mo Ali Cox sheet. is on the waiver Scott wire. Has, Cameron Brait, Oliver Hopkins, waiver, all these guys. Just go all, pick yeah. these guys up. Just go yeah. pick them up They're because yeah. just keep churning them and, and until one of them hits or one of them gives you three or four good games. Like, you know, how many people picked up Tanya off off waivers that you know a couple of years ago, and and he was what tight end four that season. Yeah. So you don't really have to make a move for one if you, again, you know trade from your depth of quarterback and then work the wire for your tight end. And honestly, you'll, you'll be closer to a contender than this roster appears to be just by doing that. Yep. I agree with what you said about the waivers. And I like the, I, I like the, I love the Evan Ingram idea. Uh, I, I think there, there is so much hate for Evan Ingram and uh, especially I think by people who have him on the rosters. Um, so, and, and the two eleven is nothing though, but P I, there are definitely many people who would, who would do that just to like get him, get him and Ingram off my roster. And I definitely. think, uh, you know, he could have a decent, I mean, he's not going to be a difference maker, but he, he could be a guy you can rotate in. Like you're talking about um, on Jacksonville, I think, especially if Lawrence makes a jump and Peterson, I mean, again, it may have, 
to do with the fact that he had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, but he, he used the tight end in his offense quite a lot. So, uh, and the manager in this league that has Evan Ingram has George Kittle and Irv Smith. He doesn't need Ingram. Yeah. Like you might actually be able to get him for less than that or get him as a throw in on that other trade you were talking about, Rocky. That's Jeff right. Olson, right? So, like, that's a prime candidate to try to help bolster your room without paying a ton of money. I mean, honestly, tight ends, if you're streaming them, you're already paying attention to the waivers. You're already paying attention to that. Might as well just keep going. It worked okay last year. I don't mind that logic at all, Scott. I think that's actually a pretty solid argument you got there. Do you guys want to get into mine then? Mine, yeah, my let's third? do yours, Andrew. Because mine, yeah, mine was yours. kind of, what was that? Yeah, huh? let's get yours, Andrew. Yeah, I think this one's. I think this one's my favorite of the three. I really, I felt proud about this one. So, kind of piggybacking on what Scott said, where you trade from your your position of depth, which is quarterback. Um, I, I also agree that this team, I think, would make me feel better. I would sleep easier at night knowing I had a solid tight end. As much as I like the logic of streaming. Having one you can set and forget isn't bad. And especially in a start eight when you're, you know, really having to consolidate and get your best players in the lineup. Uh, And then again, your running backs are just like there's a lot of them, but none of them are terrific. So mine was to trade Wilson and the 111, which, like we said, is not that great to me, even in a 14 teamer. I'm not excited about the 111. So trade Wilson and the 111 for Dobbins and Fryermood or Jeff Kurz or whatever. And I'm looking at this like Dobbins. I mean, there's some question marks around him. We don't know how he's going to play, but this current manager has Barkley Harris as his running backs outside of Dobbins, but his quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, and Ian Book. You know what I mean? Like Zach Wilson could be the QB one on that team in a year, right? Like he literally Hurts may not play. Jones may lose to Terod Taylor. I mean, like you, you need a, you need a really good quarterback on that team right now. If you're going to have any chance to contend and Wilson ain't going anywhere. So we all hate Wilson. But it also gives this guy another pick if he's to be on like a rebuild. And then adding Dobbins and Fryermuth to this team, I feel like just makes me feel like, okay, I don't have to worry too much. I don't like buying running backs this time of year, but I mean, I just feel like that would just bolster this team and make it a contender. And Rocky, what do you think about that? Am I on the right page here? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I like moving Zach Wilson. Um, you have to you have to bank on this guy kind of being higher on Zach Wilson than I am. I think to make that work because. Dobbins and Fryermuth are both pretty attractive assets to, to get rid of. Yep. Uh, but I think it could be done, especially, like I said, I, like I said with my Metcalf trade, I, I would probably wait until draft time. Because, uh, yeah. uh, like I said, it looks like the, if they don't take one in the first. They're almost certainly taking one in the second, the, the Jets, uh, a receiver. And a lot of those yeah. – second round receivers are going to be, you know, guys in the fantasy community who are big name guys, you know, it could be like Pickens makes it till the second or, or somebody like that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I would probably wait till after the draft to kind of bump Wilson's value up more, but it, I mean, in a 14 team, a second year quarterback who seems locked in should have some pretty decent value. Uh, and I, I think Fryermuth for the one eleven is, is, uh, pretty good value so uh, you're kind of getting Dobbins for Wilson and uh, I would do that I mean so, again 14 team quarterbacks a lot so uh, that makes sense that I think he should he think about doing it and I would definitely take it on on our guy's side because I'm with you I love both of those players and it's it's the QB tax in a 14 team league you're gonna have to overpay it's just it, this is what the price is and I mean again the 111 is not a bad piece I'm just not excited about it. That uh, might actually be the kind of trade I wait to see who's on the board at 111 before I even send it over, right? Like, I don't even talk about this until I'm on the clock at 111 where we know everything at that point or as much as you can. 
and you're on the clock at 111, you see nothing. Maybe this is a trade you keep in the back pocket and send over. And the guy's like, hey, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. I'm ready. So, yeah. What do you think, Scott? I almost did this exact trade. Um, (laughs) But what it came down to for me was having Herbert and Lamar gives you the luxury of waiting on Wilson. Like if he, if he sucks, he sucks. But if he hits his upside is far greater than whatever you're going to get out of Wentz for the rest of his career. So I just felt like I'd rather take the gamble on him to see if he comes out and has a good, even if he has a first few good weeks after adding a receiver in the draft and you know, whatever, um, you know, I don't know what his schedule is right now, but you know, what if, what if that happens? And then what if you could get way more for him? Right. So, uh, so yeah, so I like the trade because again, I almost, (laughs) I almost put the exact same one on here. Um, I just felt like, you know, taking that gamble is something I would be willing to do considering the other two quarterbacks that he has. I wonder if we combined our trades though. And we did like Wentz and one eleven for Dobbins, you know what I mean? Like something like that, right? Like, Right. You still move once. He's still a QB. He's still starting, right? And you you still get rid of one eleven, which again is still some value. And Dobbins is, and you just yeah. fry him with off, and you stream tight ends. I like that. It's like it's like our two trades had a baby, Scott. I think that's the <laughs> ideal one. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, it's our so two, beautiful. Oh. The t- title of the episode: Our two trades had a baby. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was just gonna say that in reference to your Wilson. I do like the idea of well, like I said. After, I keep saying it after the draft, after the draft now because yeah. I do think after the draft, if they draft a name wide receiver, that might be the highest value Zach Wilson has for the rest of his career if he doesn't play well this year. So yeah. uh, I, I kind of think this is more of a, like we like I know you say, Andrew, a lot, you know, why, why are we doing this now, quote unquote, but really a month from now. Um, but but I think that might be the perfect time to do it is, is uh, you know, late April, early May. Uh, so let's get into uh, league number three. Okay. Uh, this was submitted by Miller at Miller Mears on Twitter. Um, his team is a 12 team. I'm sorry. His league is a 12 team half PPR super flex. Again, no tight end premium. <coughs> Excuse me. 25 man roster start 10. Uh, thankfully, no kickers or defense this time. Uh, QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, super flex, and two flex. Says, I'm a playoff team, but not one of the top tier ones. My main goals in a trade would be any of the following. Improve the QB position, get younger at running back, increase depth, slash get assets to actually be able to make future moves. See my team as a contender, and the young elite wide receiver course should be enough to keep me in the mix for the foreseeable future. However, I really don't have many picks and have an aging shallow running back core and shallow QB room. And then he mentions a couple guys who might be difficult to trade with. So, um, uh, Andrew, why don't you go through his roster? Yep, sounds good. All right, so this one is a a Mahomes league. And anytime we get a Mahomes team, I'm always (laughs) like, ooh, exciting. So he's got Pat Mahomes and then our buddy Carson Wentz, or his his quarterback. (laughs) Every team. Every team, yep. And I don't think he's got, yeah, he doesn't have any other quarterbacks in a super flex. So Mahomes and Wentz, unless I'm missing something, that is the only QBs on your roster. Yep, that is that's an interesting it. angle. Uh, then at running back, you got Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Joe Mixon. And then it, again, it kind of drops off. You got Miles Sanders, uh, Savan Ahmed, Chris Evans, Tony Pollard has some value. We were kind of talking about that in our chat. Mike Boone, Philip Lindsay, who knows where he's going to go. Uh, Mark Ingram. So again, not a terrible running back room, but. It's there's some there's some questions there. Yeah, definitely needs to get younger. I would agree with that logic. 
Receivers, I love these receivers. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Jalen Waddle. Whew, man, now you got two of my guys right there, obviously. And then Jalen Waddle, who we were talking about. And then after that, it's Kenny Galladay. Oh, boy, I don't like the where this is going. Jarvis Landry, uh, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Paris Campbell, Jacoby Myers, Julio Jones. Okay, it picks up. That's not too bad, right? That's, that's an okay receiver room. Then you got Zach Ertz and George Kittle as your tight ends. I mean, again, I think it, it is a, there is no tight end premium, and you only start one, so he's using Kittle and his other flex. Not a terrible move, but again, after those two, you're kind of you're, you're a little light. So I'll jump into mine first on this one because I, I kind of I mentioned it already. Anytime we get a Mahomes team, my first thought is, oh, I'm trading Mahomes. I just want to see what you can get for him. Um, so my thought was to trade Mahomes, which again, not not selling low, but trade Mahomes to R. Kellen 88 for Russell Wilson, the 109, and a 2023 20, second. And the logic I would say here is I think Wilson is going to do great this year and have a couple years left of being a top, you know, top 10 quarterback, especially in that new offense with new weapons. I don't think Mahomes is dead or anything like that. I think you might even be able to get more than this, but this allows you to kind of pivot off of Mahomes, keep a QB one, get younger at 109. And that 23 second is a good you know, piece that you could trade in other trades. Um, but again, the logic here is you're, you're downgrading from Mahomes to Wilson and adding some slots to get some youth, which I think your team could probably use or use those to package up and to kind of, you know, get back into a starting lineup, kind of an idea. So I guess, Scott, we'll start with you. What do you think about that trade? Any thoughts on that idea of trading Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, this might be one of those scenarios where you do trade Mahomes, right? Um, Occasionally, that is the right move. Uh, It seems counterintuitive, but at the same time, when he's your only quarterback, basically, I mean... I guess he has once, but, um, <laughs> no you know, comment. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if now's the time to sell, unfortunately, well, <laughs> just because of reason I know. but I know. obviously, I had this... you know, um, I still think he's, he's, you know, pretty far up there. You could probably, I mean, I don't think I would sell him for that. Um, to be honest, I'm thinking with you. you could ask for more. I, I, this is kind of where my basis was like, that's where I'd yeah. start and I'd see what other pieces yeah. interested you or like, you know, throw in like a, you know, a Lindsay or a Boone or somebody else to kind of add a little bit just to make it seem like it's more pieces when it's not. And yeah, then I, I want a 23 first. first for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that's so. where I was. I was looking yeah. at it and I was like, I like the idea, but I, that's why I was wondering the same thing. Is that enough to move Mahomes? Uh, the, so like you said, I, I don't know if he has a 23 first. Uh, maybe you throw a 23 first in there and. I mean, maybe he doesn't want Mahomes for Wilson 109. And a he has, first, he has but... two 23, first. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. there you go. Maybe he's a little more loose with them having three of them. So maybe, well, he's maybe... got four. He's got four 23 <laughs> first. So this guy's trying to do that, that J Mike invitational. He's trying to <laughs> get them all. Um, but if you can turn that yeah. into Mahomes, it's not a bad, bad, bad thing either. Uh, well, and, and Kyle, Kyle brings up a great point. It doesn't increase the number of quarterbacks. So I think yeah. that's why you'd have to, you'd almost have to take one with 109 or with that 23 first, you'd have to plan on kind of punting this year and taking one with that pick. No, and that's kind of where I'm looking at it as, you know, just getting Wilson, you're you're getting through the season and see, again, if he, he mentioned too, he's a playoff team, but not one of the top ones, like he's in the middle and and I don't like being in the middle. Um, and I think, too, of the three teams, this is the one that I feel like has the most um, – it's going to sound backwards in a way, but it has the most work but is also the most fun. Like you've got guys like Jamar Chase. You've got uh, Joe Mixon, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, and Pat Mahomes. Like you've got these big names. It's flashy. 
but the depth isn't there to win the title. So like, this is the kind of team I would love to take over as an orphan and just like blow it up to the studs almost. And that you're, you're probably right now is a, a bad time to trade for Mahomes. There's a lot of question marks. Wait till they draft another receiver or they trade for, you know, or sign somebody else who knows. Um, but I know there's some talk about them with a whole bunch of different players, but after that, then you get even more. So I, you're probably right. But I just like the the skeleton of that trade, like, you know, getting a first, he doesn't have any picks. This, this guy, uh, Miller only has uh one fourth round pick in the draft this year. So my thought too is like, well, all right, you're adding a first this year, which again, I still, I agree with you though, Scott, 108, 109 is right that line for me, but you always have someone in a draft that'll reach and take like a Justin Ross at 106. And you're like, what? <laughs> but great for me at 109. You know what I mean? Like, so I, it just, it happens. I feel like in every draft. So I don't mind 109 um, to get a guy this year. You might get lucky and get a quarterback there. Hell, maybe there are three or four quarterbacks in the first this year after all. And, you know, teams go nuts and draft them. Who knows? So, yeah. But, yeah, I guess, Rocky, did you have any other thoughts? And then did you want to jump into yours? Uh-oh. I think Rocky might be frozen. Well, then, Scott, <laughs> okay. why don't we jump into yours? <laughs> well, then. All right. Um, yeah, so I another uh, another wins thing here. You know, when you have Mahomes, you kind of have that flexibility to, you know, take risks, make moves, whatever. Um, heavy on the Bengals too. I tried to try to incorporate that into the trade. So I added Mixon here in this case, though. I'd really like to move Higgins in some way. Um, but honestly, I don't mind having Jason Higgins. <laughs> like it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, so, so, all right. My trade here is Wentz, Mixon, and then try one of the old guys like Michael Thomas or A-Rob to the classic 11 for Ryan Tannehill, Josh Jacobs, and Michael Pittman. This gets you a lot younger, even though the names aren't sexy or flashy in any way. Um, you know, like Jacobs isn't even a guy that I've liked in the past, but I feel like he's got good opportunity. He's still very young. Tannehill is underrated. Uh, they've added, um, you know, they just traded for Woods. They added Austin Hooper. They're likely to draft a running back who might be able to catch more than six passes a year, like unlike Derrick Henry. Um so I just think that there's opportunity there for Tannehill as that division gets better. He's going to have to step it up. And, you know, he's only 33. So people think like, well, Tannehill's old and oh, everything. Yeah. 33, I'm still I'm still in on that. So that's good. And I love Pittman. And I especially love Pittman with Matt Ryan. So I'm, I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Um, you know, again, if, if you can move essentially flip once for Tannehill, you know, and then you're getting younger as well, even though you're losing a little bit of production. Uh, I will take the youth in that case. Well, I, I like this trade a lot. I think you might even be able to get like another pick added on top of that too, to be honest. I feel like very, very possibly. Yes. It just there it is, depends on how they view it. Yeah. There is a world where Wentz and Tannehill are close and I, I yeah. am not a part of that world, but I think Tannehill is, is two greater signs Wentz. you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, he's significantly better with AG Brown and now Robert Woods. So I'm, I'm with you, but I think there is a world where people are down on Tannehill and he just, he doesn't perform. I had him last year and he stunk. Um, and in dynasty that happens often because you keep your players quote unquote forever. Uh, Mixon significantly better than Jacobs, right? So that's a big upgrade. And then you could even argue, some people might say, you know, Pittman with Matt Ryan, maybe it takes a while. Maybe he's not great. Michael Thomas is going to come back healthy. I mean, you could, you could spin a, a story where you could get more than this. And I think that's the kind of trade I like to send where you send a little more than you want. And you, you'd say, okay, fine, take out that 23 second and I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like, or you take out that Jacobs and I'll do it. Like, you know, you kind of, you have to start the negotiation somewhere. 
I think a lot of times, and this is as good a time as any to talk about this, but I think a lot of times people try, try to send their best offer on the first trade. And I get the logic in that where it's like, let's not mess around. Let's just get it done. But there are a lot of people in, in I deal with this in my real job, in my day job, that just need to feel like they're getting a little bit of a discount or they're, they're you know, right. getting a little bit out of you. And the negotiations for some people are all the fun. So when you send them your best offer and then they come back and say, all right, well, let's change. And you're like, no, that was my best and final. It's like, well, that takes all the fun out of it. You know, see, it, this is a prime example, too, of knowing your league, who likes to trade. Uh, he mentioned that, too, in his write up where, you know, there's a couple of trades, a couple of teams that don't trade or are currently unavailable. Like that kind of stuff is vital to the context of these kind of things, because you can't really trade with every team in the league sometimes. Right. Like, I know I've got leagues where there are guys that just rub me the wrong way or vice versa. And I know no matter what I send him, it's smash decline. It just doesn't matter. And there's yeah. no talks. And it's like, I'm helping you out. I'm, I'm overpaying for this. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like that, that, you know, something I don't know, or, you know, like you, you fleeced me on that other one. You're going to really have to overpay to get, you know, you owe me back. And it, it's all that crap comes into play. So I feel like that's the kind of trade where you can send a little more and maybe, you know, trim the fat and get down to that trade. So I like it. Well, at Tannehill right now, like he, his ADP is 51. And so that's like, what, the 503? And yet a startup I'm in right now, he just went at the 903 as quarterback 25. Ooh. Like, that's just not right. Like, that's good value there. That, you know, I mean, there's just no, like, you know, Tannehill or Mac Jones. Like, let me think about that. You know, um, Tannehill or Zach Wilson, you know, Tannehill or Derek Carr, you know, and I'm sure some people are saying, well, it's definitely not Tannehill, but <laughs> it is for me. I, I've got him, you know, solidly in that, you know, QB2 range and, you know, QB25 is way too low. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I had Tannehill, I think, uh, last year in a redraft league, and it was painful, right? Like, it was, you know, yeah, redraft. I yeah. thought I got a good value. I stacked him with Brown. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to crush it. And he did not perform. So I definitely yep. think that there are people that are just out for whatever reason, and I don't see the reason in my head. Because, again, they added Woods. That's a huge piece to me. I mean, Julio was on and off oh, the field. He yeah. had some issues. But Woods, I think, even if he's getting older, coming off an injury, I like that upgrade. And didn't they get a tight end? I forget. Who they signed? Hooper, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. There you go. So that's an upgrade, in my opinion, too. I mean, Absolutely. you could say John o. Smith was better, but that was a couple of years ago. I mean, Hooper is definitely better than Burks or whoever they had last year. So, yep. yeah. And, and again, Henry is definitely going to command attention. So I think you can get away with, you know, a little bit more Tannehill in my book. So I don't mind that one at all. I know Rocky's having some uh, Wi-Fi issues. So he'll try to hop back in. But in the meantime, I'll, I'll start into his trade. If he joins yep. us, he can explain it. But his was, I thought it was, his was pretty simple, but I also really liked where it was going. And it was sending George Kittle to the running back Reaper, Jay Brazia 88, for the 104. So Kittle or the 104, maybe that's the place to start. I won't read too much of his write-up, but I guess, Scott, which would you rather have in this situation, Kittle or 104? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I wanted to trade Kittle as well from this roster. Yep. Um, so I, I like where Rocky's going with this. Uh, it's not a tight end premium again to clarify. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say the 104 for some reason, but I think ultimately I would probably do it. I mean, I I don't know. It's it's really it's really hard to do it. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of if I'm on the if I'm on the gun right now and I gotta make the choice, I don't know that I'd do it. 
You mean you keep Kittle is what you're saying. But right? it's not that far <clears throat> off. Like throw me a second or something with it and I, um, then I could do it. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. Close. So yeah. And so I guess I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this. He did have Pat Fryermuth on his taxi squad. So he yes. has Ertz, Kittle and Fryermuth as his tight ends. Right. Right. So you can sacrifice Kittle in, in theory. Um, I would almost say I, I would kind of try to start with Fryermuth for the 104 just to see if that gets it done. Um, partially because this guy doesn't have the the Jay Brizia, whatever the, uh, the running back Reaper. He's got 104, 304, 310. So like he doesn't really he doesn't have a second. He doesn't have a lot of other picks. And his tight ends are Hunter Henry, Robert Tunyon, Dan Arnold, Dawson Knox. Like he's got a couple of guys that are just right. like meh. You know what I mean? Like meh, not really sure. I could see even Fryermuth being better than all that. And maybe you have to add to Fryermuth on that. You know, maybe you send Fryermuth and. I and Sammy Watkins or like one of those pieces that's for whatever reason, the other guy really likes, you know what I mean? Maybe you talk to him and say, Hey, I'll send uh, Pollard even maybe, I don't know. I might do Fryermuth and Pollard for one of four. Cause I think that's, I mean, again, not a fair trade. I, I'm trading I mean, a little much. Pollard's basically free. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it's free at all. I'm saying to some people, he has a lot of value to Scott Sidlow. He has no value, but no, I, I think that's kind of where my head goes with some of that. And I don't mind sending Kittle or Fryermuth really in this case. Cause I think that's your position of strength. Uh, here, here we go. Rocky's back, so he can explain. But we were just talking, uh, we were just talking about your your trade there, Rocky. I guess our logic was the uh, kittle for one hundred and four. We 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 dig it. I'm not sure we love it, but what are your thoughts now that you're back with us and can give your explanation a little bit more juice? Yeah, um, the, I don't know if you guys told everybody, but yes, I was without power there for a few minutes, um, but I'm back. Um, yeah, basically, what I was doing is. Um, I looked at Kittle. I thought he was probably the most valuable piece you could move um, where I didn't mind moving him. He's got better pieces. And so that's what I was trying to do. I do think this guy could potentially contend this year. Uh, It's not a monster team, but I think if things break right, he could. And, and, so what I was looking to do was kind of move that move Kittle. uh, And I also think Kittle's a guy that, that, is kind of low key could lose value going forward. Yeah. Like this year, uh, Lance, we don't know if he's even the starter. We don't know what he's uh, going to be uh, for sure as a passer. Um, and then there's Debo. Uh, if you remember at the beginning of last year, Kittle was not playing that well. And that's when Debo was much more of a receiver and, and he was lighting it up as a receiver. Uh, and I'm not sure that, that a Lance offense is going to support, Debo and Kittle, and he's not that far off from the point where we're going to start talking about his age. He's he's going to be 29 in October, uh, so uh, going in the next off season, you know, people will be saying he'll be 30 come the 23 season. So he's a guy I think is going to lose value, but he still has a lot of name value now. It's not a tight end premium, but he's a big enough name I think that that it still attracts attention. Like oh, I'm getting an advantage at tight end with Kittle. Uh, and then, like I said, I put the 104 as the piece getting back. And in a non-premium, my biggest issue with the trade that I came up with is I wasn't sure if the if Kittle on a non-premium pulls the 104. Um, but but if it could, I think it does. Yeah, and if it could, I was basically kind of trying to do what he said in his original thing here about getting assets to actually be able to make future moves. And I was just looking at as he he, he moved Kittle for the one Oh four, he has Ertz and Fryer move. I I think that's a perfect combo both for 22 and going forward. Like you have, you have the young guy and the old guy, you can mix and match them this year. Uh, By the time Ertz is done, hopefully Fryer is ascending even more. 
And the 104, you can do a whole bunch of stuff with. You could you could maybe draft Walker or Spiller at 104, depending on which one you like, or trade back to the 107, draft one of them and get something else, or or yep. you add them to Wentz and upgrade at quarterback. Or I love the so, flexibility it gives you. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. So that's basically what I was thinking there is you have the tight ends to weather losing Kittle and use the 104 to do maybe one of these other things that you're talking. Or you could even use the 104 to trade for a quarterback, like a, a, a mid-tier quarterback. If you want to add a QB3 or, or like even QB2, yeah, two, yeah that, that's some guy you think is better than Wentz you might get for the 104. So it gives you a whole bunch of different ways you can go with it. And 104 is going to probably be attractive to a lot more teams than Kittle is going to be. So that, that was my thinking behind it. No, and I think we kind of hit on some of those same topics there while we were waiting for your power to kick back on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think there's any negative in sending Kittle right now. I mean, I just don't see his value going up much from here with the way tight ends are. With We saw it kind of happen with Waller last year, and I wouldn't be shocked if the same kind of thing happens with Kittle where it, it's not that he's he's dropping in value, but he's dropping in certainty. And some of that, that lower floor can scare some managers away. And it's like, well, maybe I get out before that even happens. And you've got enough tight end depth on this team where I feel like you can do it. So yeah, I thought the 104 is a fine idea. You might be able to get more than that, like, you know, 104 in a second next year or something, 104 in a, another player. I mean, you could, like I said, always say to start with some of that and then see if you can build, you know, yeah. chop I, I have trouble with, with non tight end premium values. Cause I, I, there's literally maybe like one league I play in that's non tight end premium. So uh, again, I wasn't sure if the, but if you're, hey, hey, if you can get more than one of four, go for that well, too. <laughs> in a tight end premium, you definitely could. I agree. Oh, with I logic. agree. I definitely I'm saying in a non tight end, you might be able to, right? Yeah. I mean, again, it's there are still some 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 people out there like having that set it and forget it, and that's the value in it. It's not the scoring points; it's the peace of mind, right? So there right, is some right. intrinsic value in a way, not scoring points value, not even trade value. Just to, uh, like I said before, just you sleep better at night. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to worry about tight end anymore. But again, it, it depends. Every manager is different. If you're trying to trade to like. The one team I was even thinking of, of Kittle going to the, the Hotho 19 something because he's got Janu Smith and CJ Uzama as his only tight ends. And that was the one I was like, well, maybe you could do that for the 105. And that was kind of where my head started. And yep. so it was interesting to see that you went for the 104. I was like, I was kind of in that same boat. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm, well, you could probably do 105 and maybe the 205 in that case, right? Like you might be able to get both of those because he's so struggling. I mean, Again, it, everything is context, and we don't have it all. But that's kind of where my head was at. So I thought your trade was pretty good. Okay, so I guess uh, I'm assuming you guys went over both years while my while I disappeared there for a minute. You loved so, them. It was awesome. They they were fantastic <laughs> trades, guys. I can't even. You know, I was speechless. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, but that'll that'll finish us up in a, in a not too shabby, a little over an hour and a half. Um, so we'll, we'll get to our stuff here. We'll finish up a little programming note. Uh, there will be no live stream next week. Uh, we're actually going to be recording a different day and just the way the world works out, we're not going to be able to go live. Uh, but there will be a podcast and it actually will likely come out a day earlier. It's probably going to go into, into the podcast feed on Thursday rather than Friday. So, uh, just want to let everybody know that. And then uh, we will be back the following week. Uh, we should be back at Thursday at 930 uh, the following week. So, but uh, for us here, I'm at uh, Dynasty FF Addict. Andrew's in, at Andrew Hall FF. Scott at Scott underscore Sidlow. Dynasty Junkies at, uh, at Dynasty Junkies. 
Follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network. Also subscribe on YouTube. You can see when we go live, timeline goes live, trade addicts occasionally goes live, and you'll get uh, the uh, if you subscribe if you uh, subscribe to the podcast feed, you will get uh, also get real with Casey Kasem, which is a great podcast. And I always say this uh, that you know subscribe to us and give us a rating and review. But I wanted to stress it because I was looking this week and. We have not gotten a review since, uh, I think, last July. Uh, I'm not even sure Andrew was on then. Uh, so, Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm sure he's very sad that we have not gotten a review since he's come well, on. Everybody's just no comment? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah. So give, it, give us a five-star rating give, or just give us a review and let us know what you think. Let, it, let us know how much you like the addition of Andrew nine months ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently nobody cares. This is great. All right. Uh, but yeah, hey, I, I well, they don't hate you. Yeah, yeah no news is true. good news. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. We okay. didn't get a one star. Oh, that new that guy sucks. <laughs> Jinxed it now. Oh. I'll yeah. I'll do that one. We'll just get it out of the way. Somebody Thanks. out there listening. I've noticed <laughs> uh, we've talked about it in our little chat that uh, we we've we've seen we picked up a few more uh, listeners, a few more downloads. So uh, one, of, one of you people out there that started listening, hope you, uh, I'm assuming you like it because it's been been a little bit of a trend recently. So uh, t- tell us how much you love Andrew coming on since last July and, and how much how much you hate me and Scott. So uh, <laughs> please, I would love to hear it. Whatever you want to say in the review, just give us a review. Make make us feel better. That, that I just wanted to put that out. OK, so that, that's pretty much it. Uh, subscribe uh, to the pod if you like what you've heard. That'll do it for this week, Scott. Why don't you uh, take us out? All righty. Well, for the homies in the chat, Toronto Dave, Ridley Truther, change your name, uh, Kyle <laughs> Senra, as always, everybody else, we appreciate you so much. Uh, keep sending in those. Find me a trade submissions. Uh, again, thanks for submitting. Uh, Nick Aiken, Zaner75, who I believe got to jump in here too. I saw his comment. That was cool. And uh, Miller as well. So thanks, guys, for those submissions. Keep them coming. Uh, I know we did an IDP one a couple weeks ago, and I was thinking uh, we have a potentially good IDP guest coming on in the future. So you can send us another IDP one, and maybe we'll do better on that next time. So, uh, yeah, appreciate those submissions. Keep them coming. For Andrew, for Rocky, I'm Scott. Junkies out.